Hello, hola, que tal, buenos dias. From Mexico City, it's chapter nine or episode nine. I think I'll call them episodes. Uh, episode nine of my latest podcast from Mexico City, which is called My Mexican Mistakes. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome, bienvenido. And for those of you who have been following along with my misadventures in Mexico City, welcome back. Please, I should say, I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if you do, please share it and tell your friends about it. Um, Because as I said last week, and I'll say this week, the numbers are going steadily down. And again, am I like Elaine from Seinfeld? Am I not as popular as I thought I was? The answer is a resounding C, yes. And if the numbers get any lower, I'll just start calling the people who are listening and tell them what's happening. So please, please, if you like it, tell your friends about it. And if you don't like it, then find someone you don't like and tell them about it so they can endure the same torture you may feel you're enduring. All right, let's get down to the business of mistakes. This week, this past week, I was pretty proud of myself because I really hadn't made any serious mistakes or even remotely serious mistakes that I could recall. And when I woke up yesterday and realized I had another podcast to get to make uh, about my Mexican mistakes, I thought, holy cow, maybe I'm done making mistakes or as many mistakes because it occurred to me, really, not much had happened in the way of mistakes. Things were pretty smooth. Even on Thursday, when I went out for a walk, someone asked me for directions, which stunned me that I actually looked like somebody who might know what they're doing here. But this woman asked me if I knew where this particular street was, and I was able to tell her by using a lot of hand gestures, which way to go. Um, But the only reason I knew where that street was was because I was looking for a different street that I couldn't find, and so I saw that street that she was looking for. So I hope things worked out for her. They did eventually work out for me, and I found my way to where I wanted to go. So I was pretty arrogant yesterday, thinking I have no mistakes to talk about. What will I talk about? And then I realized the only reason I hadn't made a lot of mistakes was because I really hadn't gone very far this past week. I had something that I needed to get done to write something that was hard and time-consuming. And so most of my time was spent working on this writing project. It's a part of my script, but it it was a very tough part of the script, and I probably worked on it every day since last weekend. So I didn't really, I hadn't gone very far. Um, And the only places I went to were the places that were right around my hotel that I kind of knew where they were by heart because I've been there so many times. And um, other than that, I just stayed in and worked. But then that all changed yesterday because I finished that big writing project, at least for now, um, and sent it to the person who was waiting for it. 
and I know I'll get it back, and it's going to need a lot of changes. But in the meantime, it's his problem right now, not mine. So yesterday, I thought, well, I'm going to go to the supermarket um, and get of the few things that I needed, um, and one of those things being those crazy Japanese peanuts, which if you've uh, looked at my Instagram or Facebook page, you'd see I confessed an addiction to something that is called uh, cacahuates. I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciation, but it's cacahuetes or cacahuates um, or caca, yeah, cacahuetos. I don't know. You could see why I end up making so many mistakes because I can't even get one word right. But I think it's cacahuetos, peanuts. But these are Japanese peanuts. And I'm going to get to that story in a minute. But my trip to the supermarket was really driven by my need for more Japanese peanuts. But then I needed some other things too. So I went out and I got some lunch at a great cafe very near to my uh, hotel. And then I walked up to the supermarket and um, I was smug and I was arrogant because I hadn't made any mistakes yet. And then I went looking for two things in the supermarket. Um, I bought a few others, but it was the, these two particular items that, in retrospect, when I think back to the exchanges I had with the various store clerks about these two items, I can't believe they didn't lock me up and put me in the asylum for the criminally insane. This is how nice the people who work at the grocery stores in Mexico City are. Something I have not experienced in Chicago for a long time. When you go to the grocery store in Chicago, like the Marianos or someplace like that, they act like they're doing you a favor when they point in some direction for what you're asking for um, and then resume their own conversations with each other about how much they hate customers. That's usually what goes on, at least at the Marianos by where I lived. Mexico, completely different. And you're going to see exactly why. So one of the things that I wanted to buy at the grocery store was half and half. Um, because I love half and half in my coffee. And here you see more milk in coffee. And I think the cream is kind of a cream substitute if you ask for cream for coffee. Half and half, I guess, is just not as popular. Um, so... I wandered around the dairy case at the grocery store, which just like in Chicago, has 11,000 different kinds of frozen yogurt, of yogurts. Um, really, if you're going to buy yogurt at the grocery store, unless you know exactly what brand, what percentage of fat, what kind of fruit, unless you know exactly what you're getting, um, you could, it could take a day just to figure out what yogurt you want. And it's no exception here, but here I don't really eat yogurt So because I was never crazy about yogurt to begin with. Anyway, I'm looking for the half and half. And I stop a saleswoman uh, and I ask her if she can direct me, and I say this in Spanish, um, to the miedo y miedo. What I asked for was fear plus fear, because in Spanish, the word miedo means fear. So I asked her 
if she, where is the fear and fear? Or do they have fear and fear? Now, I can't believe at this point she didn't walk away and report me to um, the store manager because, you know, I think I sounded like an absolute uh, nut. The word for half in Spanish is not miedo, it's medio, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Medio or medio. So what I should have what I should have asked for was miedo, I'm sorry, medio y medio. Instead, I asked for miedo y miedo. So instead of half and half, I asked for fear and fear. This woman was either a psychic or so terrified by my request for where's the fear and fear that she took a chance and walked me over to the half and half, the medio y medio. And I didn't even realize at the time what I was asking for, what I had really said to her. I, had, that's, I was oblivious to the fact that I had asked for fear and fear. Um, and it wasn't until later, last night, I was watching a novella, What Else Would I Be Doing?, and uh, one of the characters said, Tengo miedo, tengo miedo, I'm afraid. And when I heard that, and I reflected back on my conversation with the sales clerk and the strange look she gave me, um, I realized what I had done. But that wasn't the only mistake I made. Because like I said before, I wanted to get more co- uh, co- cacahuetes. I, I still can't pronounce it. No, cacahuetos. And, but I could not remember that word. I mean, I knew it was a long word that had a lot of C's in it, but I couldn't remember it. But I thought, well, I'll ask a sales clerk where the nuts are, because if she leads me to the nuts, I was certain I would find the Japanese peanuts that I was looking for. And so I stopped a different saleswoman, and that probably was the only smart thing I did because I think if I would have approached the same woman, she would have run screaming. But what I asked for, um, I asked her if she could tell me, uh, I wanted some noches con limon. And she said, what? In Spanish. And I said, noche con limon. Because I thought in my head, the word for nut was noche. If I would have thought about it a little bit more, that's the word for night. If I would have looked it up on my phone, the word for nuts in Spanish is nueches, if I'm pronouncing it correct, correctly. Um, but that's not what I asked for. And I, I didn't ask for the cacahuetes. I asked for noche con limon. I was met with the same confused look I was met with by the other saleswoman. But this girl was younger and probably not of, not as experienced as dealing with lunatics as the older woman was. And so she walked me into the produce section and pointed to the limes. Because, by the way, in Mexico, limon could be lemon or lime, but odds are you're going to get a lime. I haven't seen too many lemons here. So limon is lime. So I don't know what she thought my plans were for the night by asking for night with lemon or lime, but she took the safest route she could think of, and she walked me over to the produce section 
and pointed to the gigantic pile of limes that were for sale. And I said, that's not what I want um, exactly. Um, but I, you know, at that point, she just was like, I don't know what you want. And I was like, I clearly don't know what I want either. But I asked her one more time for noches, once again, repeating the mistake, nights. And um, maybe her next step was to get me an application for a job there because maybe I wanted to work nights. Eventually, I found the peanut section, the cacahuetos, cacahuetes section. And I saw that there were Japanese peanuts, but then there were regular peanuts. And I thought, well, what is the difference? I mean, I know that these Japanese peanuts are amazing, and I'm going to put it under the category of mistakes that I started eating them because they are the most addictive substance known to mankind and quite possibly the most delicious. So I bought a bag of regular peanuts, shelled peanuts, that have salt and lime on them, just like the Japanese peanuts. But then I also bought another bag of Japanese peanuts because clearly there was going to be a difference. But I wanted to do a little research. Um, and you can tell these are the things that occupy my thoughts if I am actually doing research on peanuts. Um, I knew there was a reason why the Japanese peanuts had to be so delicious and 10 times more delicious or a million and 10 times more delicious than regular peanuts. But as a side note, I want to say this. Everything in Mexico, just about, has salt and lime on it, including the peanuts. You don't have to buy them with salt and lime, but those are the more popular, or with chili powder. But salt and lime are like the two things everybody puts on everything. And I'm here to tell you this. I regret all the years I spent not adding salt and lime to whatever I was eating. It could be fruit. It could be nuts. It could be soup. It could be anything. It doesn't matter if you think lime goes with it or not, because the answer is lime goes with everything. Limon goes with everything. And now I won't eat anything without salt and lime. But so I want you to start putting salt and lime on your food too. Anybody who's listening out there, add salt and lime to whatever it is you're eating right now. You will not be sorry. Okay, now, I get home after, I would imagine, narrowly escaping having someone at the store call the authorities um, because of my strange requests for terror, for night with Limon, um, but I managed to get out of there, and I walked home, and when I got home, I opened up the bag of Japanese peanuts with, of course, salt and lime, and the bag of regular peanuts with salt and lime, and here's what I learned. Regular peanuts with salt and lime are just delicious, and if somebody put a bowl of those in front of me and I had never tried the Japanese peanuts, I would be perfectly content, but there was still something missing because there's still an essential difference between a Japanese peanut and a regular peanut. And here's the story. Here's why the Japanese peanuts are so awesome. 
because they are also known as cracker peanuts. There's a shell around the peanut that as I ate Japanese peanut after Japanese peanut, I hoped the shell was just part of an exotic peanut, but it wasn't. Though Japanese peanuts are peanuts that are deep fried, and that crust is made of wheat flour, soy sauce, sugar, and MSG. They might as well put heroin in that mix. These are the best substances on earth. Soy sauce, sugar, MSG. Why do you think everybody loves the fluorescent orange chicken at Panda Express? Because there's a ton of salt, sugar, and MSG, and probably soy sauce in that mix. These Japanese peanuts with that shell, no wonder they're so addictive. They're, they're delicious. And here's the backstory to the Japanese peanuts. Because if you think they came from Japan, that would be your mistake, just like it was mine. I thought, boy, if you went to Jap Japan, you could like find these peanuts everywhere. I'm sure, you know, they're everywhere and they're probably free because they're Japanese peanuts. No. The Japanese peanut was invented by a Japanese immigrant in Mexico in the 40s. There was no such thing in Japan at the time. They may exist in Japan now. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But there was no such thing as a Japanese peanut until a Japanese immigrant to Mexico invented them. And I'll tell you something else. If you put soy sauce, sugar, and MSG on a shoe, you'd be like, this is the greatest shoe I have ever eaten. So that's the key to the Japanese peanut. It's very interesting that it was a Japanese immigrant uh, that invented them. Because once again, it's always immigrants that come up with the best ideas. And maybe that somebody should throw a bag of Japanese peanuts at that nitwit in the White House. And maybe then he would understand we need more immigrants everywhere. I remember when that nitwit in the White House was running for president. And he talked, and of course, he was banging on about the ridiculous wall, which I wish somebody would build a wall to keep him locked up. But in any event, he said, oh, and if we don't have this wall, we're going to have a taco truck on every corner. Okay, first of all, it's a terrible thing to say in a way because it's so racist. But even worse, what's wrong with a taco truck on every corner? I'm living in Mexico City. I am surrounded by Tacos El Pastor. There's not a day that I wake up and say, oh, I wish I didn't have to see all these taco restaurants. Instead, I wish I could try every one of the taco restaurants. And by the way, there's a great show on Netflix called The Taco Chronicles, and the first episode is set in Mexico City, and it is devoted to the Taco Al Pastor, which I eat as much as I ate sugar-frosted flakes when I was a kid back in Chicago. Everybody wants a taco truck on every corner. So that's my political rant for the day. But it is it struck me as ironic at this time that one of the greatest foods known to man was invented by a Japanese immigrant to Mexico back in the 40s. So 
After, maybe I should put it under mistakes, reading the ingredients of the shell of the Japanese peanut, because again, it's wheat flour, soy sauce, sugar, and MSG, but who cares? They're so delicious, I'm not going to stop. And maybe that'll be another big Mexican mistake someday. But right now, those Japanese peanuts are like a party in my mouth. Okay, so I survived my mistakes yesterday. And I'm here to tell you that don't ever be arrogant when you're in a foreign country and think you know the language. Because that was exactly what my problem was. I still don't really understand Spanish. Or I should correct it. I understand Spanish pretty well. It's the speaking that's the problem for me. And it dawned on me this week. The reason why I can understand it so much better than I can speak it is this. I learned Spanish and continue to learn Spanish from watching telenovelas. But all the years, pardon me, all the years that I watched novelas in Chicago and was learning Spanish, I wasn't ever really speaking Spanish. I was just listening to it. And so learning to speak it is a whole different ballgame. And clearly, if I can't ask for half and half, and I can't ask for nuts, I have a lot to learn still. But maybe if someone in the great telenovela Santa Diabla had asked for Japanese peanuts, um, I would have learned it. And then and if they would have asked for half and half for their coffee, I would have learned it. Because if it doesn't happen in a novella, I don't know how to say it. So what I'm really great at saying, as many of you know, is K-S-S-A-K-I. What are you doing here? That's my trademark. Because that was the first thing I learned in Spanish. I know how to say I hate you. I know how to say kill him. I know how to say she was kidnapped. I know how to say I love you. I know how to say, you're the love of my life. I know how to say, get out of my house. But what I can't quite do yet is ask, where is the dry cleaners? Um, so my Mexican mistakes, I suppose, will continue as I continue to interact and think I know more than I do, which is my usual state of affairs. Now, I don't know if I can file this under mistakes, but I have to tell you this. As I've said before, telenovelas are on here 24 hours a day. And there's some stations that show nothing but novellas. And there are other stations like Telemundo Internacional, um, which show the same shows, the same Telemundo shows I would have seen in Chicago, but they show them later. Um, and they may show them in repeats. So right now, I am in novella heaven because during the day from 1 o'clock until 2 o'clock every afternoon, Monday through Friday, Telemundo Internacional is replaying the great novella Santa Diabla. And for those of you who have been following my page for a long time, you know that Santa Diabla was the second novella I watched from start to finish, the first one being La Patrona, but, it w but Santa Diabla was the first novella I began writing summaries about. And I always wrote them with the warning, 
I'm learning Spanish from a novella. I'm, this is what I think happened yesterday, but I might be 1,000% wrong. And you want to talk about mistakes? Those summaries, especially at the beginning, were filled with mistakes. But it was what I thought was happening based upon what I was seeing, which is usually different from what's actually happening. So I am now getting to relive Santa Diabla all over again here in Mexico. And when I started learning Spanish from novellas and I started writing about telenovelas, I would have never thought that five years later I would have left Chicago, left my job, my home, my family, my friends, and moved to Mexico City to write the telenovela of my dreams. So to be in Mexico and be able to watch that series all over again is one of the greatest things of my life. And it's like discovering it all over again. Um, and now that I do understand more Spanish, I understand more of the dialogue of Santa Diabla, but I'm going to tell you something. Even when I didn't understand much at all, I had more fun with that crazy show, and I'm still having more fun. And if you have a chance to watch Santa Diabla, it, it was on Netflix. I'm not sure it's on Netflix anymore, but Hulu has a great, great array of telenovelas, or you can watch it on YouTube or maybe on the Telemundo app. I'm not sure. But Santa Diabla is still one of the greatest series I've ever seen. Um, it, and it's on during the day. And then at night, again, reliving the novellas I watched in the U.S., Eva La Trelera, uh, La Doña, and then El Chema. Now, it is not a mistake for me to watch any of these shows because I've seen all of those series. I watched them religiously the first time they were on. But the only way I could say it's a mistake is this. I may never leave my hotel room again. Maybe after Santa Diabla is over or I'll go out before Santa Diabla come back when Santa Diablo, go back out when Santa Diablo's over, get home in time for Eva La Trelera. It's, it's, I think I may miss a lot of the sights, but reliving these great novellas is totally worth it. Um, I hope that you come to Mexico City and I hope you experience what a wonderful city this is. Even if you don't watch telenovelas, you can have a great time in Mexico City. I just have a better time in Mexico City because to me, everything is like one gigantic novella. I'll see you next week. I'm quite confident I will have more mistakes for you. But um, just remember, as a friend of mine told me this morning, foreign travel can be full of blunders, but it's totally worth it. There isn't a day that goes by that I thought, boy, I shouldn't have left Chicago and come to Mexico City. No, I wish I would have done this 20 years ago. Um, anyway, have a great week. I'll see you next week. And if you like this, please tell your friends. Please share it. Please help me get the numbers back up. Only for my ego. It's not like I'm going to sell this and look for a sponsor. 
based on the number of people who listen to it. It's just my ego. I just don't like to look at the numbers going down. Um, so if you can help me, um, I'd really appreciate it. Hasta luego, mis amigos. Gracias.